Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman, coming to you on a Thursday, May 26th, L.A. Galaxy, coming off a 3 one victory over LAFC in the U.S. Open Cup. It was dominant. It could have been worse for LAFC. It could have been better for the LA Galaxy. It was something nobody expected, and yet nobody is surprised. I don't know. We're gonna ha- is, is we're gonna talk about it. I don't. I don't even know how to explain it. I tried explaining it last night. I don't know that I can explain it tonight. We're gonna talk about it then get you ready for the game against Austin coming up on Sunday. And uh, just a reminder, I have one foot already on vacation door. Um, so don't expect me to be uh, paying attention tonight. I'm just going to, I'm probably just going to let Sophie take over everything and um, sit back and like pack and do something like that. So to help me do that, she's back. It's Miss Sophie, the cannon, Nikolaus. So how are you doing? The good juju is back, baby. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> That's 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 awesome. I, I just I I mean you you said you wanted to take full credit for for the LA Galaxy winning because you were gone. You you went across the pond. You went back to the motherland, right? You were mm-hmm. you were hanging out um in jolly old England, um yes. and and now you're back, uh and and you 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 did it. This was you, right? It was. I even shared a video on Twitter last night. I just so happened. By the way. I'd like to add that when the first goal went in, it was when I decided to go on one of my walkabouts and I ended up next to the riot squad. And before I knew it, I was five rows forward and the first goal had gone in. And I was like, should I leave now? No, I'll just hang out here a couple, you know, a little while longer, take some more ambiance shots. And before you knew it, Chicharito buried the second and then I was like, my work here is done. You're I'll like, back I, to the press box. I, I, can, I can leave. I can go. By the way, a $5 Super Chat to start things off. Uh, what the says, uh, if we donate enough to the Super Chat, can the Galaxy play like that every game? I mean, I've heard that if we reach like $10,000, they will indeed win every game. So just, yeah. ju- I, I mean, I don't 20%. know if that's true. Let's, let's, yeah, let's see what happens, right? I mean, you know, why yeah. not? Why not? We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to say I'm wearing sunglasses, not because I'm trying to be LA cool. It's mm-hmm. because the jet lag has truly set in. And I'm absolutely knackered. And I know you feel the same because oh, yeah. everyone, just so you know how hard this man works, he <laughs> did the, the game, he worked during the day, did the game, did the presser. By the time he got home, 
and had his Dr. Pepper. It was 2 a.m. in the morning. I had to stop at McDonald's too. Because like. Oh, I, I, I was so tempted. I, and, and, and by the way, there should be a warning. If you're going to McDonald's at 1130, because that's about what time I probably pulled it, pulled up there. The, mm-hmm. the 405 was closed southbound. So I had to go back around back past Disneyland. So I, I knew. I knew. So like I, it only took me 37 minutes to get home. It wasn't a big deal. Um, but I pull, I see this long line at McDonald's and I'm like, well, dude, that's going to go quick because it's McDonald's, right? It won't take that long. If you see a long line at 1130 at night, it's probably not because they're going quick. That's the whole thing. So I think no. I, I think I sat in the drive through for like 20, 25 minutes in order to get through, get my, get my nuggets and my, my Dr. Pepper and go home and sit and eat a little bit and then try to like decompress from everything that I saw and sort of tr- waiting for quote notes and quotes that kind of didn't come fast enough, which they never do. Not a big surprise. It's not a, not no. a huge deal, but um, I was like, I'm going to bed eventually, but it was like one thirty by the time I got in bed and it was another you know, half hour probably before I, I fell asleep at, at two. So yeah, two and then up, up at five or nine nuggets. Uh, I always get the, um, the 10 piece nugget. It's a, it's a, it's a number five, right? Oh, number five is six the, or nine. Yeah. Num- oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I'm a, I'm you get a, that with sweet and sour sauce. So I, or are you a barbecue guy? So I'm going to tell you something. I don't usually use sauce. If I'm sitting somewhere, I will, Excuse if, me. if I'm sitting, but if I'm in the car, if I'm in the car, I don't use sauce because it's messy. And that's most of the time I eat nuggets is whenever I am in the car. So you got to put it where the drink container is I right have, in there. I, I get stuff all over me. It is. It is. So there's another part of this that I should also point out. I have, whenever I was in college, I got used to certain things that are probably not normal. Like I can drink Dr. Peppers when they're warm. Right. Like it doesn't bother me at all. I can have a warm Dr. Pepper. The people are like, oh, it's not cold. I'm like, I don't care doesn't bother me at all. Do you know why? Because in college, I wouldn't put them in the fridge because if I put them in the fridge, my roommates would drink them. Drink them. So I just left them out and I would drink them warm, right? So, so yes. you're a bit of a hot mess, just like Kevin Cabral. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, we both have our successes here and there. I, I mean... <laughs> I, I, I think, and, and we, we said this, I, I want to I I sort of go through this and say that on Monday I called this, but the theory I was working on was very much a leap of faith on my part. And the, this leap of faith involves current form, okay? Mm-hmm. Current form means nothing to the LA Galaxy whenever they play LAFC. I don't, yeah. care, I don't care if they've won 20 games in a row or they've lost 20 games in a row. It means nothing, right? And yeah. I was going off of that. And I was talking to a Galaxy employee after the Houston game. I said this on the show. I, they, I, they said, well, how do you think this is going to affect this team? I'm gonna, it's going to have no effect whatsoever. And they're like, don't you think they're going to play harder or something like that? Maybe there's a reaction to that. And Greg Vanny mentioned that maybe the, that this game, he said in his mind, was a reaction to the Houston game, was a reaction mm-hmm. to the Dallas game, right? No, it wasn't. All right. This is just simply the fact the LA Galaxy were playing LAFC at Dignity Health Sports Park in, let's say it, in Carson. Oh, my. Yeah. But Thank God it was there. It is big, bad Carson to LAFC. The mental oh, yeah. block that that team has whenever they come into the... I don't know what they think of this state. It's not like the stadium is unfriendly. All right? I mean, Houston and Dallas came in and thought it was just fine, Sophie. Right? It's, it's, it's nuts, though, that form means nothing and that LAFC is that scared of playing in that stadium. It's, it's craziness. It's voodoo. It's... Uh I think we have to partly thank the legend that is Zlatan. The ghost of Zlatan, yes. I think the intimidation started. I mean, we'll never forget that first game and his goal. And that seeps in real deep with your rival. And they so badly want to win. 
you know, the big one. It's all, all well winning the Supporters Shield. And of course, that's a good achievement. But everyone wants to lift MLS Cup. That's the deal. That's how you're measured. And LA Galaxy has five stars on the shirt and LAFC has zero right now. And there is a mental block when they come to Carson. It's unreal. And I thought that might change under a new manager because Bob Bradley had this bravado about him. And I think that seeped into his team a little bit too much where they'd have this overly confident vibe about them. And Steve Trondolo, I felt maybe would adjust that. But here we go again. It is just one of those things in football that you cannot explain, but it just comes to be. And my goodness, for LA Galaxy fans, I mean, they were having a blast last night. It was unreal. <laughs> it was. It was quite the celebration. and It was uh, It was fun to watch. Um, it was fun to watch Galaxy soccer, which is something you haven't been able to say over you know uh, any sort of real long stretch. I will say that this year, and I will continue to say this, 2022, this team is better than they were last year. You can see the ability to but now what we have seen and this is dangerous what we have seen is the absolute high bar in which the la galaxy can play we know now they can play this well we know they can defend this well i'm going to tell you something and i think that lafc fans will absolutely disagree with me and i could care less lafc did not play poorly the la galaxy absolutely strangled them to death there was no room to go. There was no mm-hmm. place to go. I mean, they had LAFC ends up with 53% of this possession and they had like one shot on goal or two shots on goal total the entire game. This was the LA Galaxy defense that we've sort of been like, yes, when they play together as a team, when you're not over committing on the wings, when you're staying back and staying home in the right positions, when Mark Delgado and Ryan Revelison are in the center, controlling the center of the field, this LA Galaxy team strangles other teams. They did it to Austin in Austin, and everybody said that was an ugly game, and it was an ugly game because they didn't have the transitions that this game had. Mm-hmm. But you saw it against LAFC. They strangled them. That was think, that was one team exerting itself on another team. I, that's really well put. And I think the other thing that they did is not only did they play as a cohesive 11 unit, but exactly what you're saying, each area played as a unit. The defense played like a unit. The midfield played like a unit. The forward line played like a unit. And that all came together as one 11 unit. And that was, I think, the magical thing about their performance last night. I agree with you. And seeing it from the view that we have in the press box, too, they completely blocked all the channels. LAFC are so dangerous on the counter. And the way they break through the middle, you know, they were nullified in every single area. They had no room then to try and, you know, galvanize their movement on the flanks once that middle is is nullified. Um, when they took their chances, the defense stood tall. There were some phenomenal blocks last night. And it was just one of those games where everything came together and everyone did their job in their position. I don't think there was a weak link in that team last night. And I think it's been a very long time since you can say that about LA Galaxy. The, the crazy thing is, even even Efrain Alvarez, who has been stinking up the joint as of late, came on and absolutely played his position perfectly mm-hmm. and dominated in that position and created chances. It was everything you have ever wanted Efrain Alvarez to be. He was against LAFC. He was the provider. He was drawing people out of position. He was drawing them into spaces and then 
passing in behind those spaces. There were chance creation over and over again. And then the counterattack. Uh, Scott French said something after the game, and I disagreed with him on one point, but he brought up a good, uh, it's a good discussion. You and Scott French disagree? I mean, nah. yeah, it only happens every game. Um, which was, he says, well, he said, well, we know the galaxy can score in space now. He goes, but can they create the space? And I said, they created the space on the third goal. I go, that's, and he goes, well, they were the more. second goal. And, and really, I mean, the idea here is, 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 is the, what Scott's saying is that on the counterattack, when LAFC would overcommit and whenever they could get stretched, that Cabral and Grand Seer could then um, stretch mm -hmm. that out and, and, and exploit the space that LAFC was getting them. A lot of teams don't give the LA Galaxy that space, but mm -hmm. we saw the Galaxy create that third goal, and that third goal comes not from space. That third goal comes from creativity, from movement, from Cabral's back hill over to Edwards on the overlap and Edwards pass inside to Jovalich and Jovalich's ability to tap that to the back post. It's so pretty. It's so perfect, exactly the way it's supposed to be. And by the way, that's putting away a game, Sophie. When you score the third goal, the game is over. LAFC scoring the consolation goal there, which you don't want to give up, but at the same time, the game was already over. It didn't matter at that point. And if you yeah. don't do that, Imagine that they didn't score that third goal and that one goal gets back, right? With, you know, what did they score in the 82nd minute? 85th. 85th. No? Yeah, 85th. Yeah. You're right. Um, in the 85th minute, now there's 10 minutes left because it ended up being five minutes of stoppage time, right? There's 10 minutes left for LAFC to try to find a tying goal and you can't say that doesn't galvanize them. With 85 minutes, knowing they still had to score two goals, it was too far of a reach. And that's something the LA Galaxy have not done in the last, under Greg Vanny, certainly. And listen, it goes further back than that but it's mm -hmm. putting games away it's that third goal that now this game is out of reach you're yeah, not totally get and so. it was a delicious third goal it oh. was just it was yummy. A really um a, a fantastic team goal and here's the other thing about that right so the third goal goal three put completely to bed then what happened was in the 85th minute even though lafc got that goal la galaxy never panicked nope and again, that was something really good to see about how the team just stayed in their zones, in, you know, very calm, everyone doing their job. And Vanny had started making some subs and whoever came in kind of continued that ethic. It was really impressive to, uh, to see for sure. And, um, you know, to, to, to concede 80 right. in the 85th minute with knowing that there's going to be at least five or six minutes added, they didn't panic at all. Uh, let's give a shout out to Patrick who gave us a $10 super chat. He hits for the nugget fund, he says, which is always nice. Um, <laughs> by the way, did you ever notice that, did you, do, have you noticed that whenever you buy like nuggets now and you get nuggets in like a large size combo that it costs you like $12 now? I was like, it's just every once in a while, I forget that it didn't used to cost like, it used to be like six or $7. And this is why I'm old is I'm literally I remember when my nuggets cost me six dollars, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Matthew, by the way, gives us a ten dollar super chat and says ten dollars for you to tell me you told me so. I didn't have faith going into yesterday's game. P.S. I listened to the pod the following day on my way to work. Can't wait. Matthew, thank you for that. I will not tell you I told you so because God only knows what what actually happened and what will happen down the stretch on all this. Uh, what the uh, gave us a $5 super chat said, loved every part of last night's game, except Cabral's extremely short pass to Grand Sur on the second goal. Props to Grand Sur for hustling to get to it. You can say that however you want. Mm. The bottom line is the pass got there and that Grand Sur was able to get it and the cross to Chicha. And by the way, Chicha has not been finishing. Let's be very clear. 
Chicha has not been finishing. It was a great finish. It was probably one of the hardest finishes he has made this year, and it may have been up there in some of the hardest finishes he's made as an LA Galaxy player. Yeah, it's um, a stretch for that big time. Unbel- I didn't think he was going to get it. I, I was like, he's know, not getting there. It does show that he's still agile, even though sometimes you may he may look like he's totally gassed and he's got nothing left he's, to give. He's like he's picking up the phone. He's like, Tata, call me, call me, Tata. Let's talk. Let's talk. I mean, how many more? How many more warnings does uh, does he need to send to the Mexican coach? Uh, but yeah, I think that's a bit harsh, considering the game that Cabral had. And Grand Sir, wow, what a game he had! By the way, the energy. You know, yeah, okay, a few crosses, but. I just think to pick holes in this performance would be very unfair. No, it's Sometimes not, it's not worth it. to say, <laughs> no, you, you know, the team did really well against their fiercest rival. Yeah, they did. Um, Grand Sur, by the way, had his best cross of the year was not the one that he gave to Chicha. It was earlier in that earlier. game where the ball was played out and he sort of in and he hit, I think, a left footed cross. I don't think he came back on, on his right foot, but he hit a left footed cross and it was driven hard towards Chicha. And uh, the LAFC defender ended up getting there in, in the whole deal. Let's go back to the very beginning of this game, because there are some things that I would like to share with everybody, because there was some shenanigans going on. I'm going to call it shenanigans. I know the story and I'm going to tell you there were shenanigans going on. And some of the shenanigans going on as Chris gives us a $5 ship chat. Some of the shenanigans. Thank you, Chris. Um, include the broadcast. Let's talk about the broadcast for a second. If you were watching at home, which I know some of you were, uh, by the way, record U.S. Open crowd at Dignity Health Sports Parks, Sophie, with 24,175. It's basically a thousand short of a sellout, by the way, like right on the number, almost exactly a thousand short. Um, so that was great to see. Obviously, a lot of LAFC fans in, the, in attendance as well. Like, like we sort of said, there's going to be a lot of LAFC fans. You couldn't hear them because they were quiet whenever the LA Galaxy scored. Um, and then they didn't make much noise after that outside of <laughs> chanting F you to, uh, to Raheem Edwards during warmups. Um, I don't know. Do you, did they think they were going to get in his head? The dude literally invited it. All they were doing was jacking him up more. Anyway, let's get to the broadcast. Um, $2 super chat, by the way, from uh, Christian. Uh, thank you, Christian. Uh, and, and it was nice to see you at halftime too. Thank you for, for stopping by. Um, always there at halftime, by the way. So if you came down at halftime, you saw, you saw yeah, uh, the group, yeah. of, our group of listeners and you got to I say hi them. to Sarah. Yeah, they're all great. Um, so Joe Titino and Max Bretos were on the call together. There's a, an, which is pretty cool, by the way. Did you like that? I, you know, or I didn't, no? I didn't hear it. I, I, I was, cause I was in the press box. So I've, I've heard little bits and pieces of it. I heard some people really enjoyed it and it's cool to see that they did that. Oh, I'm saying the concept was cool. I don't know oh. about the commentary. I can't vouch for that part, but I, I like the idea of it. I will say that it sounded like two play-by-play guys who were trying to do a, do a game, which is usually not the way that you want to do it, right? <laughs> That's I, I've heard bits and pieces of it. I think they're both. I think they're both fine. The whole deal. Um, a lot of people were trying to tell me, by the way, that uh, Max Bretos, it was mostly LAFC fans, so let's be honest, was Max Bretos is by far the better announcer. And I was just like, wow, it really shows that you started watching soccer like two years ago. That's what it shows. Like it, it does. If you can't say that about a guy who's been announcing soccer in the United States for 26 plus years and for the LA galaxy, basically 26 plus years. Um, Joe Totino is the voice of the LA galaxy and is Dean of announcers. As far as it goes in Los Angeles now with Vince Scully and Bob Miller, um, bowing out. And so Joe has been doing this for a very long time. So all the respect to Joe and what they did. They're just backing their guy, aren't they? They're, they are. They, and know. I get it. But just, you know, it, then when facts come around, facts are hard to deal with. And people, you know, then feelings get hurt because facts are, are don't care about your feelings. Um, so they uh, 
they called this game together. The machinations of this are a couple things. First is there's a company called, and I think it's Vista, and I don't know 100%, but I think it's Vista. Mm-hmm. Um, Vista does all the production for ESPN for like USL Championship and US Open Cup. Basically, US soccer through some soccer united marketing, which we've talked about many times, but um, through some sells the rights to the US Open Cup to ESPN. And then ESPN goes, well, we're not going to produce that ourselves. We're going to farm that out, right? Because it's expensive and we're going to find a relatively low cost option on all this. And so we're going to have them do all the games for the US Open Cup. So Vista happens to be centered in, I think, Fort Lauderdale, Florida is where it is. So Fort Lauderdale, Florida, if you watch any of the USL championship games outside of the... The, the home games, which is interesting. So they usually take the home announcer for most of the USL championship games and they do it from the stadium, but it's still produced by Vista. Well, for US Open Cup games, I guess to save money, they're doing it all out of the central location. So all of the US Open Cup games are being broadcast out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So so what you ended up having here, happening here is that Vista chose Max Bretos, who is an ESPN talent, uh, to announce this game. And as you can imagine, whenever an LAFC employee is put in charge of a home game for the LA Galaxy, things probably weren't as kosher as everything was supposed to be, right? Like if you're the LA Galaxy, you're sitting there going, wait a minute, you're going to, you want an LAFC employee to call our game, our home game. It's our US Open Cup, which by the way, the LA Galaxy offered up Joe Totino and Kobe Jones for free. They said, we'll let you, we'll let them do it. We'll pay them to do this game for us because it's our home game. And Vista was like, nah, that's okay. So that's the first thing that happened here was basically Max Bretos was supposed to do this and he was going to do it by himself. And the Galaxy were like, no, I don't think, you wow. know, I don't think our head coach is going to feel real good about telling all the secrets of what they're trying to do with their lineup to an LAFC employee. Right. You can we can understand the consternation in this. So eventually, eventually. And uh, I will I will say this credit to Chris Klein. Uh, got on the phone with U.S. Soccer, got on the phone with the ESPN guys, got on the phone and, and was sort of able to do this Chris stuff. Klein did something? I, I want Sorry, to give credit. It is, but it's I understand. But this is credit where credit is due. Chris Klein got on there and basically they made Joe happen. They made this dual booth happen. So it was not going to be that way. And then it was a dual booth with Joe Titino and Max Bretos in it. And they had both had, they, they literally both of them probably could have driven to the stadium in like 20 minutes. Not Joe's actually lives down in San Diego and drives up, but let's just pretend like, you know, he's close enough that he could drive to a stadium in 20 minutes. Instead, he had to hop on a flight and Max had to hop on a flight and they had to fly all the way to Florida in Fort Lauderdale. And they called that game from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, instead of at the stadium where it should have been just, just wanted to point so that they out. paid for they two two local guys they paid for flights the galaxy paid they, for paid for all of like joe's expenses basically for this and that's not they're right, not going to get that ho- reimbursed right no of course not um hotels everything yeah okay part of the modern game infuriates me and drives me up the wall at what point does common sense prevail or not prevail and you just have them both at, in the booth at at the home stadium. Like, what is? I don't understand that at all. Crazy. I never. So Max posted a picture of him and Joe, and I was like, oh man, I love this. I kind of think it's kind of cool that they're together. Right. 
Right. I did not know this uh, backdrop to the story. Listen, that is I, some juice, juice. I just wanted everybody to know. The only reason I really bring this up is that there is a TV contract up in MLS. We know that. It sounds like, and this, listen, there's no comp confirming any of this stuff. All I hear is rumors. But the rumor right now is that Apple TV might get this. Okay, so which is fine. That's that's cool. I don't care. Like, that would I don't. Be a good thing. Would that be a good thing? I think so. No? I think it's fine. I think it's uh, Apple yeah. TV, Amazon, ESPN Plus. Whoever gets it get, is gonna get it. And it's a streaming service, and we're all gonna have to get it if you're if you want to watch your teams and if you want to watch the rest of the league. But it sounds like they're putting it together like this. So I'm not gonna complain about that. But what I am saying is the model for that could very well be something like this, which is having offsite announcers, having a place where all the announcers call the games from every single day and it doesn't matter where they are and they're not traveling with the teams for away games and they're not at the home stadium for the home. That is a model that is out there. And so this very well could be something we're seeing. And I think you lose a ton if you do that. Plus, let's look at Joe Titino and Kobe Jones. They're employees basically of the LA Galaxy whenever they do this mm -hmm. announcing. And if somebody else is producing that, do Joe and Kobe and people like Nikki K who works for Spectrum, right? A whole deal. Do they get the, do they still have jobs next year? That's a question too, because how is the production going to go? Imagine that the LA Galaxy have Joe Tutino for all these years. And I know he was the play by play voice every year. Um, but imagine that you lose that. You're going to lose a connection with the fans if that happens too. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and of course, you know, one of the things I've loved about American sports is the local broadcasting, um, you know, voice. And I think that's been really important in the history of American sports. The truth is exactly what you said with international broadcasters like BN, ESPN, you know, a lot of the times when you're doing a Europa League or Champions League game and you're not taking the feed from those markets, you you know, you've got people in a studio calling the match. Right. And, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it is and has been happening for a little while now. Yeah. So, so and it, this is, it's more just a, hey, this might be something you see down the road. Um, and maybe it's not something that you think is a great idea or not. And not I, at local know. level, though, I don't think so. Not, not, you know, I understand international broadcasting with certain competitions, but... There's no reason, is there really, for an LA Galaxy, LAFC game to be called, you know, yeah. four hours on a flight time zone type, three hours plus. Yeah. yeah. I just don't get that. Patrick says that he expects that Joe and Kobe are going to turn over the game calling um, duties to, to you and I. We're, we're going to be the new play-by-play. Uh, -play. Oh, you gosh. think you can be the analyst? Are you are you a color color gal over there? Can you handle, I, can you handle I, the I color? Would ha I would have to be the color. Okay, yeah. okay. I, you, would I, be, this, you would be Joe, I'd be Kobe. This this white guy over here can't handle the color for sure. So I, I think I could do play-by-play. <laughs> -play. So, um, But no, Joe and Definitely Joe and Kobe and, and Nikki does a great job too. They're all, all, all great. So um, we'll see. I just wanted to bring that in. I wanted to give the whole story. It's hard to tweet about the whole thing and discuss it. And so this is the full story. And I think the Galaxy did everything in their power to make sure that they at least had a representative in that booth. And at some point, there, it didn't look like maybe that was the case. So um, at their expense, Good for them. at Good their for expense, them for I think I think they did the right thing. So, all right, cool. um, back to the game. So three one, LA Galaxy get a starting lineup here: uh, Chicharito, Grand Sur, Victor Vasquez, Kevin Cabral, uh, Mark Delgado, Ryan Ravelson. Raheem Edwards, Derek Williams, Nick DePew, Julian Araujo, and Jonathan Klinsman. So Jonathan Klinsman starts for Jonathan Bond. Surprised? Not surprised. No. No. I don't think so. One open I think cup. It's, I think it's good. I think it's good for him to get a run in the... In fact, 
you know, like in Europe, you've got the League Cup goalkeeper. You've got an FA Cup goalkeeper now. Yep. I wouldn't. It wouldn't bother me if he was the goalkeeper in the Open Cup. Would it bother you? No, doesn't bother me. Um, that's and that's one of the things too. There's two sides to this though, and I think that's important to sort of look at. Jonathan Klinsman starting Open Cup, so that's fine. You're like, okay, Open Cup makes some sense. Or Jonathan Bond hasn't been playing that well, which he hasn't. There's been he has not had a good stretch of games probably over the last three or four games. We've mentioned mm-hmm. it on the podcast before. It's not a surprise. And so this is also a warning to him, which is you need to play better. Yeah, I think Klinsman was largely untested and did just fine. Some of his distribution was a little. Hey, listen, Jonathan Bond's distribution ain't great either. So sometimes distribution hurt hurts both of those guys. But I thought Jonathan Klinsman did perfectly fine no problems the other thing nick depew starting in place of sega koulibaly let's update on sega koulibaly and his injury now they're supposed to be training tomorrow um i know i think damien's going to be there for sure i don't know who else is going to be there damien and i were texting um before this um back and forth so this is let me clarify what greg has said about sega koulibaly because he got injured in the houston game had to come out um greg at the last media availability said we we were worried because I think we thought it was an ACL or an MCI. They thought it was a ligament issue. And apparently mm. that got scanned and it wasn't. But he followed that up with, we don't know what the severity is. We're still trying to figure out exactly what's wrong. And that it doesn't mean he doesn't need surgery. Okay, so keep that all in mind. I don't think, say, I think Sega Koulibaly is at least out until after the break. I mean, that seems no brainerish, right? So the galaxy have 20 mm-hmm. days off once they play Austin. So he's at least that Sasha Klushin hip flexor. We know about that. Eric Zavaleta groin. Um, we know about that. Douglas Costa had a, was, what was it a, a quadricep? Was that what it was? Uh, I can't remember. Cause I tweeted it and I was like, Oh, what, what's, what's the problem? I'll look it up. Cause, um, I know. Um, uh, is that, is that, um, Am I going to have to eat crow on that one a little bit? That's Big Ben in the background, by the way. That, you guys can't control that. Did you get a new new clock? Because like, we, uh, no, I usually switch it off. I we usually switch it off when I'm doing a live show, and I think it just skipped the jet lagged mind uh, today. Okay, but yes, that is Big Ben comes in very handy New Year's Eve. And yes, Douglas Costa, I vouched. I I I put my neck on the line saying he's. Well, technically, on paper, he is one of, if not the best player, is what I said. Yes. And that, you know, you know, don't don't fear everyone. He's going to be great. Right. And, um, humble pie might be baking for me at the end of the season. We'll see. I mean, yeah, it's trending that way, but we'll see. Um, left thigh, left thigh. So um, you could could be a quad, but left thigh uh, was his injury. So he has that there. So he missed out, which is good. Um, because I think he would have ruined a lot of things for the LA Galaxy <laughs> if he was out there, which is which is horrible because that's a huge problem for the Galaxy if a, if a designated player that you're spending, that you're paying $3 million a year is a guy who you'd rather not be involved in the game. Um, and I think in this game, that is the case. I think you would rather him not be involved in this game. He's not fast enough to play the way that Grant Sear and Cabral were playing. And it was funny because I think they played this formation against Dallas or it was against Minnesota. I can't remember. And it didn't work. And I was like, but this is the formation. I like this. I like Grant Sear on one side. I like Cabral on the other side. I like these guys running with Chicha. I, it, it has a lot of things that I think the Galaxy mm-hmm. could do well. And it didn't work against Dallas because Dallas sat back. If LAFC wanted to beat the LA Galaxy, all they had to do was come and sit back against the LA Galaxy and then just play on the counter and yeah they can't play like that though I, I think pride gets in the way of a lot of yeah. a lot of teams yeah. whenever it comes to that right it's like no we're gonna yeah. we're gonna impose our will I think that's been the 
been the biggest thing with LAFC at Dignity Health Sports Park is that they have tried to they have they keep thinking they're the home team for some reason and they think that they're going to have like the bulk of the possession and they're going to dominate and they're going to do all these things and the Galaxy have always been like no that's not going to happen and I said that on Monday the reason the Galaxy have been so successful at home is because they're willing to suffer more than LAFC and Carlos Vela came out in what the 21st minute of this game um, with something that maybe he had an injury, that like he started to feel something and he was going. He didn't even look like he was hurt, to be honest. And that's, I'm not just, I'm not making an accusation. It just didn't, it felt like it came out of nowhere. It did. It, I there, guess is where I'm coming Apparently from. the collision with Raheem Edwards very early on, he like maybe the felt tank. something. Yeah. Well, how, yeah. <laughs> Raheem Edwards, the tank. Is that his new nickname? The tank? I'm, his, I'm thinking his, I was going to give him this nickname. Okay. His, his nickname is Raw, by the way. I'm not allowed to call him that because he's, that's way too cool for me to say. Um, but uh, that's, yeah. It, it was just, a, but when you have a leader who has now multiple times come out of a game out of these El Traficos because of possible injuries, it, it leaves the question about who's willing to suffer more, right? Can you see anybody pulling Chicharito off the field if he was injured? Like, he would be like, I don't care if my ankle's broken, I'm going to stay up. Same with Zlatan, right? If Zlatan didn't have an ACL, wait, where did he play without an ACL or an MCL? I can't remember. He just put a post right. up. He was like, oh, I've been playing without an MCL for six months. Of course he did. He's got, and he's going to be out for months now. Yeah, of course. You know. Yeah, but I mean, he has, but he has a trophy. Right. I mean, what a moment that was seeing. Sorry to, to, no, to digress a little bit, but man, what a dude. How lucky were we to have him it here was so, and it was to fun. cover him? It was fun. It was so much fun. But yeah, listen, uh, I was talking to Gio last night and when Vela came out and I said, Chicharito has the upper hand in these games. I know they haven't faced each other a lot and they, they, def, they both scored and it was like a heavyweight fight, wasn't it? The last game at... Uh, at LA Galaxy's place. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the willing to throw your body on the line, captain your team and really put your team on your back and show true leadership, I don't think there's any doubt whatsoever that Chicharito wins those stakes. Which is crazy because before that it was Zlatan who was willing to throw everything on the line mm -hmm. and willing to lead. And it's like, that's 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 an interesting component to this whole thing of this this mental block, this softness that LAFC has whenever they come in to play the LA Galaxy. I think it's, it is the most interesting psychological experiment that gets played over and over again. And I just, I, every year I'm always like, this is the year they figure it out. Like no team. This is, this is my, my roulette thing, right? It can't keep coming up black. Sophie, eventually it hits red. We all know this, right? And that's, that's my argument. And then, then you look at it again and you're like, no, no, it's apparently it does. Apparently it just keeps but coming up. Do you remember the, um, the Zlatan playoff, the the five three with five three. Do you remember? Was uh, it the, five, was five it three five, or five two? Five three or five two. Five two and then six three at the uh, at the MLS's back well, turn or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that game played a playoff game like that played at LA Galaxy is a totally different game. Yeah. Last night's game played at theirs is a totally different game. You are one hundred gazillion percent correct about the psychological factor of them playing at home. And I, I don't, I think it's going to carry on for a while. But once these things happen in sports, they, they carry on and they become a thing and it is definitely a thing. So I think LA Galaxy fans should be stoked that the draw came out and, um, and they got to play at home. Five, three, by the way, the chat room is correct. It was me. five, so three. you were correct. Yeah. I was incorrect. Good, good job. Um, yeah, I know another point for you. Um, quickly looking at the lineup for the LA Galaxy. Uh, Chicharito, great game. 
worked his butt off back and forth, right? If we're if we're going rapid fire, Chicha played just fine. That's exactly what we wanted to see. That's yeah. how that's how you wanted totally. to see him play. Sam Grant's here, probably the man of the match, had two assists, um, or at least part of oh. the assists on on some of that as well. Um, played extremely well. That was it. Victor Vasquez. He was, a, he was a chance creator from the very beginning. He found pockets against LAFC. He was so good in just creating chances and keeping the ball flowing and keeping the ball going. Um, and when he came out, I was worried there was going to be a drop-off. Efrain Alvarez came in and picked up right where Victor Vasquez left off. And if the Galaxy can do that, they figured out a lineup they want to play. Um, Kevin Cabral, his best game as an LA Galaxy player, flat out. His defensive recoveries, his offensive recoveries, his offensive movement, his willingness to go forward and back. Chicharito was amazing after this game. I don't know. See, Kevin Cabral talked to us, so that's going to get a lot of the focus, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I was I was so nervous. I usually don't get nervous, but they're like, hey, Kevin's going to come. And they're like, just just speak very slowly. And he will fig- he knows he knows enough English. He will figure it out. And I do really poorly at speaking slowly. And in my mind, I think I speak slowly, like that everybody can hear me all the time. And you know, mm-hmm. I rattle off like crazy. Like I have pretty high speed talk. So yeah, I'm getting ready to talk to Kevin and I'm like, okay, you have to slow down this time. And if you listen to me, whenever I talk to Kevin, it's very deliberate because I want him to understand. It's not, I don't think he's somebody. I don't, I, I was like, man, are you treating him like he's stupid? No, I'm just treating him so he can understand English. Cause yeah, this is not cool. his, his thing. Right. And mm-hmm. he was great. Just his answers that he had. And just the way you have to go watch the video, it will make you feel so good about Kevin Cabral and what it's kind of person he's, he's a shy kid. He's a little baby. Right. And I felt, yeah, I felt terrible because <laughs> the things I was saying before. Yeah. I, I know, I mean, but, but it's know, not, I'm not talking about before, uh, during the game, like about when is he going to step up? When is he going to show the faith that Greg has put in him? When is he going to perform consistently? When is he going to start leading from the front? When, when, when? Yep. And T- tonight <laughs> <laughs> and, and listen, it's one. Let's be very clear. That's one game. But Chicharito said right. something afterwards. And in, in classic Chicharito form, it means more than just what's going on in the soccer field and everything else. But he was talking about the focus, the focus and the dedication to a single cause. Right. And so he was talking mm-hmm. about this is why we envy professional athletes is because of their hard work their ability to focus and then their ability to execute with the skills that they have. He goes, when all that stuff happens, the result, the consequences, he used the word consequences, the consequences are goals. The consequences are good games. The consequences are wins in the biggest moments. And that is true of every single player on this team in this game. Even Nick DePew who possibly had the worst game ever in the history of worst games whenever he played against Houston, was just dribbled through, dribbled around, passed, cut off, everything that was wrong with the defense. Nick DePue was probably the reason it was wrong on that particular. Sega even coming over and getting injured is probably Nick DePue's fault because he let a guy get through and Sega had to come over and close him down. And Sega was clearly shading to Nick DePue's side. All those things being said, Nick DePue played absolutely fine in this game. There was zero to worry about. Even though everybody was worried, there was zero to worry about the entire game. He actually did pretty good. The cross that came out was a broken play, and he came out to try to stop that. Maybe he stays home. That makes makes it a little bit better. But Nick DePue was fine. 
everybody who played Sophie on this field played absolutely perfectly. Yeah, as, yeah. That they another player, to. another player who I'd ripped quite a bit, Nick Depew. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and like I said at the top of the show, I don't think you can pick holes and and criticize too much. I actually have a and Cabral has to do this consistently. Mm-hmm. For, for for everyone to kind of really get on board, it's okay getting excited about one game. And of course, when it's against your rival, you jump on that bandwagon. But he has to do this more often. And then, you know, he could be lauded uh, even, even, even furthermore. I have a different uh, man of the match to you. Okay, so... Um, the, the, I, t- the tank I said, is mine. Okay, so you're going to take Raheem Edwards. And by the way, Raheem was, was wonderful, getting up and down. What a player he is. Great, great defensive moves that he had, but really his offensive ability. You know, you know what it is for him? It's the engine. And I know that people, like, you're not... But it is his engine. The no, the I will not quit running. I will not give up. I will keep going. There is no play in which I will not run and chase this ball. There is no guy who's too far ahead of me. There is no ball that I can't get to that mentality makes up for some of his shortcomings. And I think defensively he has some shortcomings, but he's showing Araujo how to kind of get back into the groove a little bit. And he reminds me of, I told him this in a presser once, but Ashley Cole at Chelsea and Arsenal, he's playing exactly that way. And can I say also that did Chicharito's post game interview after the three nil loss, get to his teammates because that was a rallying cry. It was. Yeah. And we talked about that on the show too, right? It was, it was Mark Delgado was scheduled to talk for Chicha. What was scheduled to talk in that. And Chicharito Mm -hmm. asked who was talking and they said, Oh, Mark's going to do it. And he's like, no, 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 I'm going to do it. And he took that up. That was him. He went to the microphone. I even talked to Nikki about it to just to make sure. And she's like, I requested Mark because Chicha had come in and only played like the last you know 30 minutes of that game. Normally, we don't mm. talk to substitutes unless there's a reason to. And there would be no reason really to ask for Chicharito. But in this case, he was like, no, I'm going to talk. I'm going to take That's another moment. thing that Vela doesn't do as much. Yeah, he did talk after this game, by the way, which was everybody was shocked that he spoke mm. after this game. Right, um, right. But he doesn't and hasn't done it as often and when he's supposed to kind of come forward as the as the captain and be accountable i'm not trying to knock him but it's you know press isn't one of his favorite things to do is it no i think one of the things i respect about chicharito is that press, he grew press, into it is that press isn't one of the favorite things for him to do either no, but, but he, he, he grew does into it. it he grew into it more and i think the pr team have also made him understand that it's important because let's all be honest, he's the one that people want to hear from the most. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so, uh, there's, uh, that's interesting. I love you, Raheem Edwards. That's fine. I'm going to tell you who somebody like, if you want to talk about the dark horse man of the match in this game, you could talk, you could say it was Mark Delgado as well. Um, the amount of link up passes that he had, the amount of plays in which he inserted himself into and made hit a central mm-hmm. part, his distribution, his calming, his plugging the lanes. Ryan Revelison, who hasn't played very well, played very good off of Delgado in this game. This is the game where the midfield dominated another midfield, and Mark Delgado and Ryan Revelison did that together. Delgado was really good in link-up play, maybe a little bit further advanced than maybe we've seen him um, in, in games past, a little bit higher up, but they were also getting that room. LAFC was giving them that room. Delgado 
Delgado's distribution in and around. It's not always going to be home runs, you know, home run balls like the the David Beckham balls, right? You know, the what is it? Uh, <laughs> what do they used to call them? Like the uh, the Superman balls or whatever, where you're like going to switch the field and have it go, you know, 80 yards and so it, well, sweeping balls, the, right? The, I mean, the Hollywood balls. That's what it is. Yeah. The Hollywood balls, right? The ones that show that. Oh, man, look at that. And he hit some amazing ones. There was a outside of the right foot ball that hooked across the field and like hit Landon Donovan perfectly in stride that I still see in my my very naughty naughty dreams um <laughs> this is what happens when you get tired all right um so oh god yeah I know it's, I'm not gonna there's so many things going on just, in my mind and I'm doing well not swearing so far today yeah, so we're, we're good here I'm just gonna skip that it was that, that moment the sweep of the leg the ball the shape everything mm, so good anyway <laughs> Um, so it's not always going to be like that for them, Delgado, right? He's he's smart and simple. Um, I thought the Galaxy played under pressure well. They do this against LAFC, though. I've seen this team play well under a press that LAFC provides, and they've done this before. So um, the only other person I want to mention before we get too far, and, and we talked about is Jovalich, because he came into this game as a substitute, like as a direct replacement for, for Chicha, right? Which I like. That switch, I know some people are going to be like, they need to play together. Not in this game. Certainly not in this. This was the perfect time to bring Jovalich in to do these things. And Jovalich ended up having like creating three chances in the amount of minutes that he had. That is the role you want to see him in right there. End of game, scoring goals. The goal he scored is gorgeous. Good. Somebody likened it to Tiki Taco football. And we have not talked about Tiki Taco football in a long, long time at LA Galaxy Land. 2014, 2015 was Tiki Taco. You know, uh, 2012 was Tiki Taco. We, we haven't seen this. Did you say taco? Yes. Or do you mean yes. taco? No. Tiki we, taco. It's taco. It's yeah. Tiki Taco. I just want to make sure everyone yes. is, because they know, right? They right, know. They that, should. I mean, that was coined yeah, under should. Bruce Arena. Yeah. It wasn't Tiki Taco, right? Because that's yeah. that's very much Barcelona, <laughs> it's right? It's so classic, though. It is Tiki Taco, <laughs> because it's the LA version of it um, and everything else. I just want to make sure that no one comes at you in chat if they weren't aware of. <laughs> I said a word which I will not attempt to recruit. I will not say because it's a word I cannot say correctly. Um, um, every time I try to say it and I got say blasted it. for it on Monday's show and rightfully so, by the way. Really? Um, oh, yeah. And and I, I'm not going to say it again. Everybody knows it's the G word and everybody knows what it is. And they will they will start saying it in the chat room. But I will not say it because I, I refuse to be made fun of for that anymore. I'm just not going to say it anymore. It is excluded from my vocabulary. If somebody else says it, great. I know what they're saying. That's fine. You'll never hear that word ever come out of my mouth ever again. That's how that's how I'm not going to go there. Um, oh, I'm missing something. I don't I'm not sure. I'm not sure. To, uh, uh, they'll have to let me know so I can yeah, just read yeah, it. Um, by the way, uh, $2 super chat from uh, Christian and Christian says, Luca Modric watches Mark Delgado highlights. I'm sure that's the case. <laughs> I'm sure that's the case. So, but anyway, Jovalich being in the position that he was and scoring the goals and doing the things, it was great. Now, brouhaha, uh, fisticuffs, uh, extracurricular activities after the whistle, extracurricular activities during the game. Two things that I want to talk about briefly, and then we will move on getting ready for Austin and tell you what all is going on with the U.S. Open Cup as well. Um, the Chicha undercut um, play that happened in the first half that um, that had, I think it was Palacios who got injured um, in that play, and he landed awkwardly, and it looked bad. Um, it looked like I, I, we were hoping that I think that, he that landed was a on terrible his shoulders. Yeah, I, well, I think we were hoping he was going to land on his shoulders and said he, he, I think he landed like shoulders to neck, and so it just didn't look good. Chicha undercut him. Yes. Chicha had every right to be there for the ball, too. So I am not one who's going to say that that's a dirty play. 
Uh, I think I think Palacios knew that he was jumping into a guy who was not going to be jumping up in the uh, in the in the uh, um, uh, up for that ball. So I think there was he knew that there was going to be contact there and, and everybody hit it. Um, Mario came in um, two dollar super chat. From uh, what the, because they're trying to get me to say the G word. I can't, I'm not going to do it. I was uh, just having a little giggle because I've, I've not heard, I may have heard you say it before. Uh-uh, but I'm, I'm not doing it. a bit of a memory uh, lapse. I here. can say Awalahense very easily, right? But this word, no. Um, so anyway, so there was that. That got tempers flared a little bit. Chicha got hit in the back of the head. Um, and I think it was by Mario who came in afterwards. Um, and Mario, so nasty. yeah, Mario hit him, like punched him in the back of the head and the referees all missed it. Mario didn't get a yellow card. He didn't get anything. Mark Delgado got a yellow card for pushing Mario afterwards. If yeah. VAR is around, LAFC is playing down a man. Um, now they may have, they may, it may, the yellow galaxy may have been playing down a man as well. Cause Delgado was already on a yellow card whenever he did that. So maybe, maybe that's, you know, one of those things mm-hmm. where you look at and you say, okay, that wasn't the smartest thing to have happen. But bottom line is there should have been a red card there. Uh, $15 from Esteban. Come on. You uh, gotta say, say, say the, it says, say the word, Josh. Super chat. It says, Come say on. the word, Josh. It doesn't tell me what word to say. Um, uh, oh, uh go, go on. Go, golasso. <laughs> no, was it close? Was it, was it, was it? <laughs> Dude, you should see how they're trying. They're like giving me phonetic spellings uh, in the chat room, trying me to say it. And there are some. Golosos. There, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. That's it. Uh, anyway, so. Uh, very, very cool I, of you to I, say. I, I tried. Well, for $15, I'll pretty much say, say yeah. everything. So, I mean, really, let's be honest. I t- I've told everybody before I'm an absolute sellout. Um, and so really this, this body is for sale, right? Whenever, whenever some we some serious you know, nugget money right there. That's right. <laughs> no, it's, it's one box of nuggets. That's what the problem. <laughs> um, but anyway, so everybody's cracking up the boo. Beautiful. Oh yeah. Did I get it? Was it okay? I did get it, but yeah, I it don't, but I do not remember how to say it. So it's not like I learned anything from this. Um, so anyway, so, uh, so that was one thing. Then there's the extracurriculars that happen after the whistle. I love this. Um, I loved it. it. I like it. I like it from an LA Galaxy perspective from two things. One, you just embarrassed LAFC. And instead of tucking their tail between their legs and walking off the pitch, which is what they should have done, they kept jawing. They kept yapping. People kept pushing. Shoving, and then eventually, there's, listen, there are punches thrown. There are pushes made. There are red cards all over this field and nothing happens. And Sophie, my best part, the best part about it is asking every single player what happened after. So, so what happened after this game? What? Uh, Greg Vanny. Oh, you know what? I didn't really see anything. I was, I was just trying to congratulate players and then I was trying to get players off the field. I don't know what happened. You know, Raheem Edwards, who is in the center of the brouhaha, is like, I, I didn't see anything. I, I don't know. And you're like, okay. Um, I loved it. It was so cool and old school, and even better. The the interviews after were were just as cool because that's what happened back in the day. You know, my show with Super Kev, he talks about things like that all the time, and it's like I didn't I didn't see anything. I don't know. You know, it just felt real vintage kind of rivalry football stuff and shenanigans. A little bit more than just handbags at dawn. It was real. Get your teeth stuck in, son, it, it, and it, protect your teammates. It was great. I mean, Delgado was there in there. Um, William Williams, Derek Williams wanted they were to fight. All in there. Derek Williams wanted to fight every LAFC player, <laughs> and he was like, "Let's go to the tunnel." Like he's literally like, "Let's go right now." I'm gonna go. You should follow me, and we will fight when we get there. You follow me right now. We will fight when we get in the tunnel. I love. I love the 
clear-headedness of fighters, of people who want to fight sometimes. It's like, listen, we're going to do something very complicated. I want you to listen to me. We're going to communicate right now. We're going to work on something, but we're going to go over here so that way we can fight. I don't want to fight out here. I want to fight over there. So follow me. Let's go. And then we will fight. Did you, did you see also before the final whistle went, did you see what Ephra did with his shirt and oh, the badge? Whenever, yep, he was, he was holding up. I mean, the whole thing, the that whole reason this awesome. even stops. By the way, Brian Rodriguez, I have video of it, or I've seen the video of it, absolutely destroys a tripod. Like he's walking by a tripod. The tripod's just sitting there. It's not doing anybody any harm. He kicks it and the leg flies off and the whole deal. Brilliant. The amount of saltiness that came from this. And listen, um, I had heard that the reason this whole thing started, and take this with a grain of salt because it's certainly a rumor, but and certainly from the people I would hear it from, it would mm. definitely be in favor of the LA Galaxy, right? The Galaxy never did anything, right? It was one of those. Is that um, and a, an LAFC player spit on an LA Galaxy player. And that's nice. what started this. Very and a coach saw angry. it and it went it went off. That was it. Um, clearly something happened because they were very, very angry. Well, it was already salty. Yeah, right. So it, you, when you add something so unsavory and distasteful like that into the mix, no one's going to back down, especially after both teams felt like they had decisions that didn't go their way. Um, but I also thought at the end of it, Araujo tried, I think it was Araujo, who was trying to move things along and he, he went over to the fans yep. and then I don't know who it was, but they, the LFC players started walking off and the galaxy player is waving Yo, and then a couple of them start waving. Yep. Yep. To them. Bye. Bye. Get on the bus. Get on the bus. It's just absolute gold. It, it, I love this rivalry is legit. No matter who is playing Josh. It's fun. It's fun. And this is U.S. Open Cup. I mean, so the argument, at least going into this, was the one knockout game these two teams have played was in the playoffs and LAFC had won that one. Right. Um, now you get in a knockout round, the L.A. Galaxy eliminate LAFC and they can pretend that it's just the U.S. Open Cup. But, you know, they wanted to beat the L.A. Galaxy more than anything else in that, you know, in this month. There's nothing else they wanted. Um, and they didn't they couldn't even come up they couldn't even approach that at no point did they look like they were going to win that game and that has to be disheartening because you know they came into that saying we are going to go ahead and we're, this is going to be our time i'm sure they talked about it in the locker room where this is our time this is the way and you know what they didn't mean it and you can see when they play they don't mean it and when the, raheem edwards goes out there and he's throwing bulletin board material up there saying that he wants to and i'll keep it g tick off the 3252 what is up with that by the way can we just dissect that just for a second? Why is Raheem Edwards very much giant chip on his shoulder that he does not like LAFC? He's willing to tell any secrets about anything that happened there. And he goes after the fans. He goes, it's like most people would avoid, most people would be like, hey, you know, like, yeah, I don't like the club, but you know, the fans are always great and the whole deal. What happened between Raheem Edwards and and the and their and their fans, something. something. And by the way, Raheem Edwards. Well, maybe it's just not even the fans. Maybe it's the club. It, it very well could be all those things, but something's there. Some, there's a chip, and and we should point out Raheem Edwards was subject to to racial abuse before this game on social media. We saw it. We you know I was part of. I saw it there. I reported it. The LA Galaxy saw it. People knew what was going on, right? So that's how quickly that has all turned about. And then. Um, you know, he just, he just garnered the tag again, Raheem Edwards. I mean, to put the bulletin board material out there and then to back it up is, he's is, slowly is becoming a leader in this team. You know, he's uh, showing some 
um, you know, kind of, I think, traits of not saying maybe captain material one day if his form continues and stuff like that. But, you know, he's really inserted himself and made himself a hugely valuable part of this squad. Like if he's not starting, it's like, you know, it's up. It's not cool. (laughs) Right. It's a drop off. There's a drop off there. So what happens now? Um, Well, in the the greatest of draws, we told you whenever this draw happened that the LA Galaxy having the H1 spot, which is what it ended up being, and LAFC having the A1, which is home one on the way one spot, meant that the winner of this game would host the next game as well. So uh, the LA Galaxy now get to host this game, and they hosted the winner between the San San Jose Earthquakes um, and... Sacramento Republic. Now, I think if uh, Sacramento Republic was the home team in this game, and I think if you're a betting man, you would say even the San Jose Earthquakes, who have been fairly horrible, um, still should probably best a USL championship team. And Sacramento Republic uh, beat them uh, rather handedly two to nothing. And so the LA Galaxy now will host Sacramento Republic. Todd Donovan is the president at Sacramento Republic, former LA Galaxy player. So he'll be coming down. Um, And so that is what is happening. The Galaxy will host Sacramento Republic. Now, I've seen some charts that show that the home and away has already been picked all the way through this. And if that's the case, the LA Galaxy, if they would get past Sacramento Republic, Sophie would then play the winner of Sporting Kansas City and Union Omaha. Union Omaha took down Minnesota United. Um, in a game two to one in which uh, Minnesota's uh, afterwards said it was embarrassing and that they needed to do better and blah, 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 the whole deal and everything everybody says whenever they lose to a lower division. Don't look past Sacramento Republic, but the LA Galaxy would face the winner of Sporting Kansas City, who's doing okay in the Open Cup, and Union Omaha. The path for the LA Galaxy to get to the championship game is now two games away. Um, so three games, I think, away from being in the championship. That's it. Be awesome. So you are talking now of something where, hey, it would be nice to win, Sophie, and it's something that you pay attention to, but it's not necessarily something that you prioritize to looking at this and saying, we are prioritizing this tournament, especially if you get past Sacramento. Then you're going to be rotating out of league games sometimes in order to prioritize trying to win this because I've always said this this whole tournament is more about who gets home games, Sophie, than mm-hmm. anything else. And the LA Galaxy's away game that they have played so far was away to Cal United. That was the away game. So right. they're probably going to have one. In a best case scenario, they probably have one away game still with these last three games. And we know that one of those is already a home game. If you ga- know, so, so it's important. Go ahead. I was just going to say real quick, the the rivalry game, I feel like there's a bit more attention on the US Open Cup this season, and I think it's a beautiful thing. I come from a country where the FA Cup has been played for like 200 years. Um, I may be exaggerating a little bit, but maybe 180. It's, it's, it's 100 plus years. So the 100, the, uh, the, the history, the 100th uh, uh, year wasn't special. that long ago. Yeah, it is. And this is a really special competition, and I love how it... You know, it's a great showcase for young players, for periphery players. I think the big game last night added another, you know, um, spotlight to US Open Cup. And this LA Galaxy team to taste victory, to, to breed a winning culture, to be part of something like that. I think it would be absolutely epic if they went on to win it and take it seriously as they go through it as well. The squad don't, I mean, the squad is deep enough to be able to handle 
Yes. A, or an, an extra away game, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I am I don't see any reason why the Galaxy can't go out and, and quite honestly be in the final. The final seems to be something that is easily attainable. Last team's in it. Uh, we talked about it, LA Galaxy, Sacramento. It's New York Red Bulls versus New York City. So you have a New York derby there. Um, on the East Coast, you have Kansas City versus Omaha, Union Omaha. That game's coming up, and the, obviously the LA Galaxy would face the winner of that should the LA Galaxy get past Sacramento. Um, and then you have Orlando and Nashville, um, Orlando hosting that game. So um, the big deal here is that the LA Galaxy will be the first team, the LA Galaxy and Sacramento Republic will be the first teams to play out of all these teams. So it's uh, they're playing on June 21st. Everybody else is playing on June 22nd. I think with the LA Galaxy's calendar, that actually works just fine uh, whenever you look at it. So it's a home game for the LA Galaxy. Should work relatively well. And so the LA Galaxy will get a chance to do that June 21st, um, 2022. It's a 7.30 p.m. Uh, start time slash kickoff time. It's usually right around there. 7.33 will be kickoff time. And if you are a season ticket member, you get free tickets to this game. Congratulations. So after the break, the break basically comes out and we've talked about this galaxy have one more game against Austin coming up at the, on Sunday. We're going to talk about that here in a second. Um, and then you have the LA galaxy not playing until they host Portland on June 18th. So it'll be Portland, uh, at home. It will be the LA galaxy at home versus, uh, Sacramento Republic in the open cup on the 21st. And then four days later, the galaxy will have to fly up to San Jose in order to take on San Jose in uh, another regular season game. So that's the June schedule. And then rounding that out, the LA galaxy will host Minnesota United all winnable games. Remind me why there's a gap again, uh, in international break, international oh, break, international break. And speaking of internationals, at least right now, we know that Raheem Edwards has been called in the, to, to the Canadian national team. So that's a return to him, to the Canadian national team. He's been playing excellent. So Raheem Edwards gets called into Canada and Efrain Alvarez so far has been called into the Mexican national team, but at the U 21 level. So not the full team, but at the U 21 level. So keep that. These in are mind. just friendlies, friendlies though, right? Yeah. World cup, world cup preparations now though, right? Right. Everybody knows yeah, knows know. they're going. Yeah. So it's a little more important. I think Canada canceled a game with Iran and Iran now is going to sue them for like $10 million. It's it's really fun. It's some good times. Um, <laughs> so uh, if you're going to want to watch all of that funness, uh, you're more than welcome to. Uh, real quick in the standings, uh, LA Galaxy sitting in fifth place. Obviously, the win over LAFC doesn't help um, in terms of regular standings, but uh, advances in the U.S. Open Cup tournament. So that's good. Galaxy in fifth place with 20 points. LAFC uh, in first place with 26 points. The Galaxy's second time that they beat the Supporters Shield leader um, at the top of that in this season. So now the Galaxy have a chance at a sweep. So um, should, unless these two teams meet in the playoffs, there's only one more game uh, that they will meet at, and that will be in July whenever they take on LAFC. So something to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. on. There, a sweep could be in order for the LA Galaxy. Just win one more game, a clean sweep uh, in the regular season and Open Cup. And then if that happens, I have a feeling these two teams are going to the playoffs and that you'll probably see them play against each other in the playoffs too. So we'll see if that happens. You'll have to do a little broom as a merch piece if that happens. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Um, just support a shield as it all goes. LAFC, Austin, Philadelphia, New York City, Dallas, Salt Lake, Orlando, Montreal, and then LA in ninth place. Uh, let's get talking about this game against Austin FC. It's coming up on Sunday, May 29th. It is a 3 p.m. This time got moved. Just want to give you a heads up. Your tickets may say 1. Um, some people's AXS account uh, still say 1 p.m., but the game is at 3 p.m. Uh, I'm going to tell you something that I rarely tell you. The game is scheduled to kick off at 3.01 p.m. I double-checked that today, by the way, because rarely does it kick off one minute after they say it's going to start. So kick off 3.01 p.m., which means you need to be in your seat 
by 3 p.m. because it's going to kick off fairly rapidly. So 3.01 p.m. is the kickoff. This game can be found on Univision, T-U-D-N-A, and of course on Twitter, Game at Dignity Health Sports Park, um, and Austin is a good team. The Galaxy beat them on the road, though, uh, just coming off of a early May game. Galaxy won nothing over Austin in Austin. Uh, if you go back the last time these two teams played um, they've only played three times. Let's be very clear. Only played three times. Galaxy, two wins, zero draws, uh, one loss there. Um, last time they played in L.A., it was in 2021, uh, May 15th, and the L.A. Galaxy were 2 nothing winners over Austin. But this is a different Austin team, Sophie. Uh, this is a better Austin team so far. What have you seen from uh, from this Austin team? Do you, are you feeling like this is a, a tough test? I, th- I think they've done pretty well coming into the league. Um, of course, first season's going to be tough. They've done a decent job so far this season, a couple of signature wins. If there's one thing that they have behind them is an incredible fan base. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very passionate. Uh, I think that we'll see over the next couple of seasons, they'll build their squad uh, a-, a little bit you know, stronger, uh, invest perhaps in a couple of... I don't think they're the type of team, Josh, that are going to be shy to want to bring in a couple of big name DP players. And I think players will want to go play there. Of course, um, you've got the attraction of the ownership as well. Uh, It's a great location to play in, good lifestyle. Uh, But I I think that this season so far, they've done a decent job for such a a young team that's joined Major League Soccer. This this is a, a banana skin game. LA Galaxy, you know, can't go into this feeling arrogant after beating LAFC it's going to be it's going to be a tough game it's not going to be easy and again they've got to kind of try and string some back-to-back wins together build some consistency and some confidence going forward you know it's great the open cup win is brilliant but three points especially ahead of a big break as well yeah. is going to be really important you want to you want to go off into the international break sunset with three points um, in the bag. Yeah, if we look at uh, Austin's uh, recent form, uh, last four, they have two losses, one win and a draw. The draw is really interesting because I watched some of the highlights from that, and this was against an Orlando team. It was a 2-2 draw. Um, The really fun part about this is that uh, Orlando finished that game with nine players, and it's not like they finished with nine players at the 90th minute. Uh, They finished with nine players with with a considerable amount of time left in this uh, in this game. So it was two nothing early as Orlando went up early. And so it was a scramble from Austin. In fact, they scored in the 95th minute. So the fifth minute of stoppage time in order to tie this game up at a two two. But we know that Maxi Arruti and Drayusi Drayusi is one of the best players in Major League Soccer in terms of scoring goals. Arruti is great. Um, Wolf and Fagundes are out there. Uh, Stuver at goalkeeper gave away some of these uh, some of these goals. Uh, Certainly the first goal he gave away to Orlando was uh, was horrible. Um, And so if the Galaxy can pressure, um, I think they have a good chance. Austin is a team, Sophie, that will want to try to run with the L.A. Galaxy. It's a team that will want to try to play. I doubt that they sit back, even though that's probably their best chance at really beating the L.A. Galaxy at home is to sit and counter. And I think they're capable of doing it. So we'll see if head coach Josh Wolf sort of puts them in that thing. But the good news for the Galaxy is the Galaxy have struggled with teams that sit back and play in a low block and they struggle to create. Austin, I don't think, can sit back in that low block as well. Um, And so I think there will be room to run, which means there'll be room for the LA Galaxy to exploit space on. So much like LAFC, Austin does like to sit or does like to try to attack and they try to play, you know, good, quick attacking soccer. And I think that that opens them up for for some good opportunities from the LA Galaxy. But we also have to realize it was a tremendous amount of work for this team to play on a midweek 
And so who's going to be available? How does Greg Vandy rotate if he rotates at all? Right. And then, like you said, uh, Austin hasn't played in seven days, basically. Right. Their last game was on 522. Um, so they've had some time off to rest mm-hmm. and now they're coming in here and the LA Galaxy are going to be coming into this. I think a much more tired team, although I'm sure they showed up to training this morning quite happy uh, <laughs> to be back and, and ready to go. So um, interesting game. It's a, it's I wouldn't say it's a trap game. I think the Galaxy know that they will play. I, I know you said banana peel game and, and I agree with that. They, this is a game that you could see the Galaxy stumbling over just because of coming off of the emotions and everything. But one of the major takeaways that we got from all the audio and please go to um, corner or you can go to our YouTube page. We have the full press conference for you. We do that because we don't think I don't think that it should just be for me and Sophie to hear and then us tell you what we think the players are saying. You should get to hear what the players say and then you can tell us whether or not you think what they're saying is right. But they all were saying, um, and I can't remember who, I think maybe I asked Raheem this. I said, but they can't all be rivalry games, right? Like the whole deal. And he was like, no, they can't. And he goes, and we have to learn that, you know, this is how we're supposed to play. Um, this is how we're supposed to do things. And so there's a whole, this is the the learning levels of the LA Galaxy, right? So if, they learn how to beat somebody like LAFC at home, the highest possible. Greg Vandy said it was the best yeah. performance in the last two years. We've now seen the bar. We know what they're capable of. Every time they fail to meet that bar, it gets harder and harder for them um, to be sort of at, at ease with the fans. Um, but certainly after two bad home losses uh, to two Texas teams and now getting a chance at the third Texas team, maybe there's some... some uh, some revenge coming for Austin and Austin thinks, by the way, they're coming for revenge. They really didn't like the fact that uh, they lost one, nothing in an ugly game. The galaxy do that too. They make games ugly. So that's, that's where I'm at. Uh, what do you think of this game? Where, where, where do you think the galaxy are going to land? Um, I've gosh, this is a tough one, right? Unpredictable, (laughs) right? Right. Because you want to just go for the win, but, Gosh, they just remind me of Arsenal so much. It's ridiculous. How, I'm gonna, how I think dare you get your mouth off of this LA Galaxy <laughs> team, please? Don't you Arsenal them. Go ahead. Well, look, I'm back, so I'm going for another win. Let's keep the Sophie Juju right. train going here. 2-1 to LA Galaxy. What, I fancy it. What probably happens is the LA Galaxy win this game and nobody will let me ever come back from vacation. Um, so <laughs> I, I imagine that that's what happens. I think this this screams like 1-1 draw to me or, or 2-2 draw, something like that, just because... There's going to be tired legs. There's going to be a lot of things. I mean, that was an emotional, taxing, physical game. Um, and, you know, some extracurriculars afterwards. So um, who knows how yeah. everybody survived that as well. So anyway, um, I will say that it's a draw and we'll uh, we'll leave it at that. And then I'm off on vacation. So uh, everybody. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm leaving very quickly here. So um, uh, no show tonight. Uh, no, tomorrow. Um, okay. but early I have, you know, I'll be up late packing and then I'll get up early. And so it'll be, it'll be yeah. a lot of fun. I'll say I'll sleep on the plane, but I have, you know, one kiddo that's two. And then we're going to, uh, Colorado to pick up the second kiddo and then fly all the way across to the East coast. So there's very little chance Josh will be sleeping on any of these flights, um, <laughs> for the whole deal. So swing by and pick me up while you're at it. No, no, no. You just got back. You have to stay here. Um, <laughs> so, um, but that's, that's what's going on. So you won't see me. There will be no show on Monday. There will be no show on Thursday. Like no show the next Monday as well. I'm supposed to land that Monday and come back. Um, and I'm guessing I will be tired from that day as well and won't want to podcast. But I have some I have some things in the works. So whenever I get back, if everything goes well, I have some fun things that are going to happen uh, with some interviews nice. and some things. So let's see if we can make that happen and, and do all that. All right. 
All right. Sophie, anything else that you want to touch on before we get out of here? Because I kind of I kind of want to go pack. I wanted to say thank you so much for my Corner of the Galaxy shirt. I look really fly in it. Um, and I'm going to take a pic and share it with everyone on Twitter as well. Always gracious and generous, Mr. Josh Gessman. And once again, thank you for having me and keep smashing it. Uh, and enjoy your well-earned vacay, my friend. I'm, I'm excited about it. Thank you, Sophie. Always great to have you back. I was excited to see you at the game, uh, and I was glad, and I was like, being, hey, being you're here, you get to be on the podcast tomorrow, so I'm, I'm glad that we got to uh, hook up, and yeah, I'm glad you got your polo. It looks, it's, it's good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely, I try to wear, I, I got two for me, because I'm, you know, I'm special. <laughs> I got two, so I try to like wash them and wear them to games, you know, that way I know what my nice. name is, because it says Josh on it, so I'm like, the way if I get lost, everybody goes, oh, there's Josh. Very cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's get out of here. If you're looking, oh, tell people where they can find you, Sophie. I was going to do it for you because I have to do it for Kevin, but I don't have to yeah, do it for so you. It's, yeah, go. it's all good. At Highbury Squad, at Highbury Squad, um, across all uh, social channels. Check us out if you love Premier League and a bit of world football and at Soccer Diva on the Twitter sphere. Um, stay safe, everyone, and thanks so much for all the good. Uh, Good comments in chat. You guys are awesome. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Our full press conferences are there. Our podcasts are there. Anything else that we write that shows up there as well. So check that out. Subscribe to our YouTube. Subscribe to our podcast. Like, review, all that fun stuff. Please help us out. We certainly appreciate it. All right. Uh, I'm on vacation. Y'all have a wonderful time. Try to get along without me for a little bit. Whenever I get back, we'll pick this right back up where we left off. For Miss Sophie DeCannon Nicklau, I'm Josh Pato-Gessman. You've been listening. You've been watching Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening. And we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.